genre. Welcome back to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we tell Aunt May about Spider-Man 3, <laughs> one black suit removing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Crystal Beth. Welcome back, Crystal. Thanks for having me. What's, what, what is a movies by minute season without the Crystal Beth? Not as fun for me, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not as fun for anyone. Uh, not as fun for anyone. Which is why we movies. have you joining us for minute 73 of Spider-Man 3. Uh, which starts with uh, with Peter pulling open his shirt, Superman style, to reveal the black suit underneath, and ends with uh, Peter struggling to uh, explain exactly what happened with Sandman to Anime. Um, oh boy! Yeah. So this uh, this this first bit where he this this is like this is like kind of like one of those shots. Uh, from this movie, um, him with the with the hair down, the bangs down on the side, and then him and the eyeliner and the and the pulling open the shirt, Superman style. I, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm convinced that does not look like the same size spider as on the suit normally. Like it feels like it's like a little higher. Yes, and and, well, what, smaller. and smaller, right? Yeah, it does seem that well, way to me. I don't know. I what it also... is is they cut it lower. The the neckline. Oh, because oh, normally, normally it has a it has a turtleneck. Yes, yeah. Right. So that he can oh. tuck his mask under. So he's showing some clav. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Evil people do that all the time. Yeah, evil people love collarbones just being visible. Yeah, that's their that's their whole it's deal. True. It's I. I mean, I get it. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, I've, I've 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 seen a lot of vampire movies, and I tend to think that that's actually true. That is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Vampires love showing off their they, their chests. They love a good boat neck. Uh, and uh, everybody uh, and uh, goths. <laughs> goths. So I mean, funny. What 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 are goths basing their style off of, if not vampires? Am I right? Uh-huh. I mean, that's my that's my whole vibe. Whenever I I have a goth event, it's the only reference point I have is do vampire things. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, so I was thinking <laughs> that if this suit was really, you know, kind of evil and edgy, uh-huh. I would have loved if because the way this is shot makes me think because it it holds a little like a little bit long on him looking at his suit. Mm-hmm. I wanted his. Uh, spider decal to jump off and land on his face. Ah! <laughs> like a face hugger? Yes. Oh. Just because it's it holds for a little bit, and it's from the second I saw this movie in the theater, mm-hmm. I, I knew it wasn't going to happen. It would be really silly if it did. But the way it shot, the idea of the thing like hopping off and just jumping right on his face, and Peter being like, ah! It, uh, I would... That would be Spider-Man three different movie, better movie, <laughs> different just, movie, better movie, or, Question or not mark? even like jumping on his face, but just sort of like crawling back under his shirt, like just like hiding. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would just be creepy. Yeah, 
with a yeah. little hiss because it's afraid. Oh my gosh, it's turning into a vampire movie. And and then it's gotta get away. It like it like disappears. The light, the light. It disappears into his shirt, and then that's when he's like, nope, nope, and then he takes it all off. <laughs> this is less ideal. Yeah, we might have been primed for thinking something, some sort of creepy jump is gonna happen here because there's a bit in one of the trailers where. He's looking in a mirror and then like a, a half venom face kind of does a little brah yeah, at him right. in um in editing. Um but that's but it doesn't happen in the actual thing. Sometimes it happens to me where I'm watching a movie and like I expect a thing to happen, but it's it's from the trailer. Like right. if it's a different take they used. Uh, oh yeah. Yes. You know? Or like, whole oh, scenes. Yeah. That frustrates me. Your whole scenes, yes. Yeah. I'm like, where was that? What you can't tease me with that and then not put it in there? Or when the <laughs> or when the suit is uh is uh is CGI and they just they just willy nilly change it all over the place in the trailer. Um Yeah, where like maybe one version of the trailer a character is wearing one costume and then after a different movie comes out, this this trailer after that it's the same scene and the character's wearing a totally different costume in that scene. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what movie you could possibly be talking about, but um <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure there are uh, context clues that people could use like uh the name of this podcast anyway um, anyway uh <laughs> this one <laughs> this is uh this is interesting I, I i i find it i find this whole thing interesting where he puts the suit into the trunk and walks away and he's kind of he's shirtless only we don't see the rest of him so i'm fairly certain he's just buck naked um <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Like because we see later in the movie that when he removes the suit in the church bell, that he's buck naked. So <laughs> yeah, I I think he's just. I think we found the real reason why he closed the 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 patio doors, the balcony doors. Oh right, uh, he needs about to get naked. <laughs> just like uh uh-uh. uh, uh, I don't know. With a bod like that, I think I'd leave the doors open. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you you're welcome. <laughs> Big change. Maybe the. <laughs> The pacing impulse from yesterday when he was like pacing around closing it was just, I, I'm home after a long night. I got to get undressed. It's, it's stripper time <laughs> yeah. or something. Got to get, <laughs> gotta get nude. Time to get nude. Got to open the doors. <laughs> Why would you leave your doors open when you left? That's like, especially if you're poor, you've got very little things left in your life. That computer's right by the window. I mean, Fire yeah. are very easy to he's get on, up. Yeah. He's on a high floor, right? Yeah, like, I mean, he is on a high floor, but like like uh, CB said, like it's the fire escape is like right there. It's on the outside of the building, so. Yeah, not great, Peter. Yeah. Uh, right. Sort of a nihilistic, <laughs> like, man. go ahead, rob me. I don't care. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't care about anything anymore. Who cares? Uh, uh anyway who, who cares he's, he's obviously uh you know freewheeling look at him he's naked <laughs> not a care in the world free something yeah definitely uh, uh not not a, not not uh not free rent that's that's i can that's tell you sure. that um i do like that they uh this must be like a a temporary dye or a um like a like a treatment they do on his hair to make it a bit darker in the the mirror shot that they don't use in the uh the shot when he puts it away that it's almost like um you know frodo putting away the ring or something he's physically a bit better that his hair is a lighter brown when he puts it in the trunk like if you yeah it definitely it looks it looks like a slight it does seem like it's dyed black because like at first i thought it was just like well they put product in his hair like it's a little yeah it's a little stiff and but i think they did that too um, because in, even notice that in the close-up shot, it, it's specifically the way the blue light is hitting it. it yes, it's a, yeah. it's a blue black. It's not brown, um, right. and you can you can definitely tell. So yeah, I think you're right. I think they have like a 
like a like a just like a comb in kind of uh non-permanent it's hair dye so greasy yeah 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 <laughs> and then the very next shot greasy, they really greasy hair put that warm light on him to sort of contrast it right like okay i'm myself again mm-hmm. <laughs> my <sighs> hair's back yeah yeah because it's like a rusty brown in the light in the next shot um yeah so yeah it's got to be uh, it's got to be that. I want to know what's in the other briefcase, the one next to the trunk. I know. What is yeah. it? Um, it's the, isn't that the, that's the suitcase where he originally stored it, right? Under his bed in the first movie? I think the smaller one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The the red one. Yeah. I think you're right. Now, though. You got, yeah, I know. I do want to know what's in it. Now. Maybe it's just empty. Maybe it's just empty luggage. Again, this like uh, really. I don't know. In, in New York. <laughs> You empty put anything? something in everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't have any empty suitcases in New York. It was so annoying when I had to travel somewhere. Yeah. Right. You had to unpack yeah. so just before have like you a packed. pile of yeah. picture frames. <laughs> pile of picture frames. <laughs> well, that's within these, obviously. Yeah. That's it's his picture frame box for Yeah, the, I mean he's a photographer. One. Yeah. It's like while he's developing the photos, he's got to put the frame somewhere. So that's where they live. Yeah. So, so um, you know, we were talking about this on Monday, but uh, we're back at it here. Uh, I, I really, truly believe that this is a mistake in editing. Uh, putting the alley scene and the scene with Mr. Ditkovich and the scene of him uh, stripping Buck naked and throwing the, the, the symbiote costume back in the trunk where it belongs. Yeah. Um, I think all of that, placing that between killing Sandman and this Aunt May scene, I really truly believe is a mistake because it just doesn't make any sense. He obviously, he's already recognizing that the suit is affecting him somehow. That's why he takes it off. So the fact that he is baffled by Aunt May's reaction to him telling her that Spider-Man killed Flint Marco doesn't make any sense like yeah it just doesn't make any emotional sense whatsoever based on what we just saw this should come before those things for sure maybe oh no it should i'm gonna use my uh movie brain though and try to make sense of it oh yeah it can in explanation okay maybe it's so you know when you have a dream and the emotions follow you for a little bit of time during the day i don't know if that happens oh yeah. yeah yeah for sure or like you have a dream about someone that you don't like and then you're like, wow, I think I have a crush on that person and that lasts for like <laughs> three hours just because of this stupid dream. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's that same kind of lingering effect where he took it off, but it's still that leftover feeling that he knows isn't real and isn't right, but it's still there. Yeah, that makes like sense. His, his, his better conscience is prevailing right now, but he's still influenced yeah or something right yeah that being said this scene should be before <laughs> yeah but yeah. that would be the way i would make it yeah make sense it's even me. an awkward transition to just get there I, for, for once we don't get a establishing shot of a <laughs> sitcom style it's just straight into talking to aunt may about flint marco um it feels disjointed it does it really that's does. all I can really say about it. Yeah. Um, I so as far as the scene itself, though, um, mm. so he is, he says, uh, Flint Marco, the man who killed Uncle Ben, is dead, and she, you know, Aunt May, is like, oh my god, what, you know, what happened? He's like, Spider Man killed him. She's like, Spider Man, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, wants to know like specifically what happened, and I just okay. I, I, I understand that he is, in fact, Spider-Man. However, working under the assumption that he is not Spider-Man, which is he is hoping everyone is working under, 
how would he know this? Because he's breaking news to her that no one else in the world knows. Yeah. Yeah. He's the that... he's the only person in the universe who knows that, you know, Flint Marco is dead, supposedly. Yeah. Like is he it's like, does he say Spider Man told him this or something? I don't like is that I don't know. Yeah. It's it's it doesn't make any doubly... sense. No. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Um I mean, it's it's also. I mean, I think it. I think you know, we 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 talked about this in the last movie. But if we needed a further proof that she definitely knows that he's Spider Man, it's this scene. Um, oh yeah, she a hundred percent knows that he's Spider Man. That's why she's reacting this way. She. I also don't know why Peter's not operating under that assumption right now. Yeah, that she knows. Right. Like it. It feels like he is clueless in a way that doesn't make sense because. It, it, the this, I mean, we talked about the content of the big speech that she has last season uh, is a little weird, but the effect of it is so so clear, and people people like that speech a lot. You know, believe there's a hero in all of us. But there's no way to read that scene without it being, I know you're Spider Man. You need to do better. People like Henry need you, and him taking that lesson to heart and moving on with it. So why is he talking to her fully in the? Uh, yeah, I, so I, I, yeah. the way I read this scene is, you know, when people are feeling bad or with depression or other things like that, they try to hurt other people to make themselves feel better or to mm-hmm. not even to make themselves feel better, but to like stirring stuff gives you a rush. And yeah. the way I saw this was that he is almost daring her to ask him if he's Spider-Man or, oh. and, and then also to like kind of push her away almost to be like, mm. look at this terrible thing I did. Mm. You shouldn't want to talk to me is how yeah. I read it. Cause he's very, very, there's not, <sighs> which emotion am I looking for? Like remorse? He's not, no. N- no remorse, but specifically he's like poking at her. He's using mm. real words and he's looking at her kind of, condescendingly and he's not Peter Parker in this he is and it's more with how he's speaking than the way he's looking at her yeah Uh, I see but it's very to the point this is the thing that Spider-Man did I don't care (laughs) I dare you to tell me that I should right because it's almost like you get high off of the feeling of feeling bad like Mm. especially with you know mental illness you'll you'll know that you're sad but you'll make yourself more sad because you think you deserve it you don't deserve yeah. to be happy you deserve to have more people hate you if you hate yourself mm-hmm. and that right. i think the, the is spiral what, yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's what that's what i thought is happening here well it's interesting it's definitely um it goes toward my my theory of uh or not really theory but uh desire uh to see more of a relationship between uh peter and the symbiote uh you know to treat the symbiote as a uh an actual character uh in the narrative versus uh the way that they actually use it which is more of just a a happenstance an event uh Uh an act of nature um you know it doesn't they don't really give it uh any sort of character or anything i would love to see it manipulating him in a way that like it's telling aunt may this because for the reasons that you say like almost like Mm. 
almost like uh, the the symbiote itself is sort of a, a representation of like depression or something. Of, right. of like how depression lies to you and how depression will isolate you from your friends when you need them most. Right. That it's is almost as if it behaves like it has its own uh, agenda that it's pursuing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, that definitely goes toward that. I mean, that's <laughs> the reason why, like. You know, you doing that would not cause a lot of issues. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a huge deal um, to add that to the narrative. Like you wouldn't have had to tweak a lot. Um, and so it's it's weird that they they chose not to do anything. Uh, but right. it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, in a way, the suit is just a suit that you know makes you feel bad. Yeah. for the majority <laughs> of the thing, rather than being a character. Mm. Uh, that's wild like <laughs> i don't know I, I i am confused occasionally by this movie and, and its <laughs> choices uh, we we do a lot of um digging to try to find the justification behind choices and how we ended up in these places mm-hmm. and you know so much of the movie is so fun mm-hmm. but that that choice in particular is one that just feels unjustified or unexplored in a in an uncharacteristic way of these collaborators. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I think what it really comes down to ultimately is mm-hmm. one, they did not have a full grasp of the, the symbiote concept. Um, mm-hmm. Number one. And, and mm-hmm. number two, uh, I think that it, it's just a, um, I, I, you know, it, it it's just a, uh, an artifact from, having to uh rush out to a uh a release date which is crazy considering like they had three years to make this one and they started the day of the premiere of spider-man 2 um mm-hmm. and and yet they still were rushed to hit that deadline uh which is crazy which is which is crazy they only had two years to make spider-man 2 and that movie turned out great um but yeah. but i think you know they had a a full concept of spider-man no more dr octopus boom I know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, they had they they were able to sort of really like hook into that, um, whereas this one was a little more murky. And I think uh, ultimately, you know, it it just it it, it messed things up. I think I, I you know we've talked a lot about how this just needed one more draft, and I think this movie is like a perfect example of like. You know, you would read this script and you would just think, mm, uh, it's not quite there. I think it needs I think yeah. it needs one more draft before it's shootable. And it was just sort of like, well, uh, too bad. This is what we're making because we don't have a choice. <laughs> they should have called it. Carrie Fisher. Get her in there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure um, Carrie Fisher would have loved to work on this movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people would have a lot more fun uh, witticisms to say. Uh, yeah. yeah, it almost makes me think that they were trying to make sure they didn't tread over identical ground that they did in the last movie, which if you guys remember our conversations from that film in revamping Doc Ock, doing a new take on Doc Ock, they kind of inadvertently hit on a fantastic adaptation of the symbiote costume right. with the, the, the uh, arms influencing Dr. Octopus as a uh, antagonistic force. That is what the symbiote traditionally does in the comics. It's not what the arms traditionally do in the comics, but it works like gangbusters in that movie. That's the dynamic that I would associate with this uh, uh, character, the, the symbiote right. suit in this, but we don't do it, I guess, because we already did it. But the thing is, there's a way you could have done it differently. Cause I mean, the thing uh-huh. with that is 
you know, with the arms was that like they were playing it in a way that Doc Ock was crazy pants. Like he just was talking <laughs> yeah. to himself and like hearing things that weren't talking to him, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but like here, like you could have played around with like, I mean, we know how much how much Toby loves VO uh, and, uh, you know, he does it a lot. But like he could have played the symbiote suit. You know, like he could have, oh, it could have yeah. just been like another, like Peter voice. And it, it didn't have to be like the growly version that they use in the Venom movie. Like it could have just been, you know, like Peter uh, sort of like talking to himself. And it would have been like a cool way of having um, Peter talk to himself the way that Spider-Man does in the comics, you know, and he's yeah. he's talking to himself and, and also responding to himself. And it's, uh, it could have been like a whole a whole thing and then you know that the bit where he is realizing what's happening would have been so much more powerful if mm-hmm. he was able to speak to something and accuse them of doing something um yeah uh, yeah that would be awesome yeah yeah um but anyway i don't know we get quiet stuff instead yeah <laughs> yeah, and, and it, uh, we lack a lot of clarity as a result um unfortunately yeah anyway um the only like last note i have on specifically this sequence and its function i the the point of the exchange is very clear here right uh about aunt may interrogating this idea that spider-man would kill and how peter's not himself right now but i wonder why peter genuinely assumes that the sandman is dead i mean he saw him melt i guess and get like washed away in the water but he's a weird sand creature why does he like why is he so confident that he murdered him, I guess? Well, I mean, I you know, I don't know if you know this, but um, mm-hmm. the the only way to murder sand is with water. Uh, oh, yeah. no, you, gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah, you turn it, you turn it, I mean, like when the when the tide goes over the sand, it's actually murdering the sand. Um, yes, yes, <laughs> all of that sand is dead. Yeah, it's The dead. individual sand cells have now right. <laughs> ceased yeah. to live. And he's like, oh, okay, dead. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, like when it. the, it's like when the tide washes over your sand castle, right? Your sand castle's dead. Um, yes. <laughs> so I think it makes perfect sense that he would make this assumption. <laughs> it's such a casual leap uh, that, I mean, I, I buy it while we watch the movie because the movie, despite being the longest of the Raimi films, does feel a little uh, rushed. It's always perplexing when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot going on. Yeah. So I don't question this. Yeah. I felt that with uh, Endgame too. Yeah. Yeah. We're... We we got to move real quickly to get all this done, but we also are doing three hours worth of stuff. Right. Yes. So. Yeah. Right. And it needed to be that, but it's like, oh my gosh, I would have, I would have had a been okay with a two part endgame and <laughs> gotten everything in. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, not. A, I'm okay with not a two part Spider Man three. That's for sure. Mm. Well, sure. they they tried. Yeah. They were going to. They were going to do it. Uh, but they ended up uh, chickening out because they couldn't figure out a way to make it um, make each film uh, uh, satisfying. Well, um, they didn't do that with the Hobbit either. So yeah. you can just do it and make people pay the money. Well, this is they, back when people worried about that. Yeah, they hadn't figured that out. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Had, that's true. They hadn't figured out that it doesn't matter. Um, that people will just pay. Uh, so. Anyway, um, anyway. All right. Well, I think that uh, I think that wraps us up here. Uh, yeah. uh, Crystal, uh, what have, what have you got going on? You got anything you want to plug? 
Yeah, so I'm doing the video game podcast still. It's Keep Calm and Game On. I'm doing that with Carlo and John, and it's really fun. We talk about gaming news and culture, and we have a good time with that. My social media is The Crystal Beth, and other than that, I'm working literally all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm free during the day, and that is it. And uh, I love my dog. Oh, that's good. Beautiful. Yeah. That's, I think those are my, that's what I'm doing. All right. I like it. Thank <laughs> Fair you. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll uh, check out Crystal's podcast and uh, then we'll be back tomorrow with uh, Minute 74. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.